Well, New Year's Day, the next time New Year's Day will be a Sunday, I'm told, is 2033 because of uh, leap years. Uh, so it's a special day for us to start a new year uh, in God's house with God's people. A new year, uh, entitled this new year, new start, new, new life. We're looking at the conversion of Zacchaeus, the rich chief tax collector. But what's your hope for 2023? What's your hope for the world? The world's in real turmoil. We hear about uh, wars and we hear about the war in Europe. There are other wars taking place we don't hear a great deal about. There's great oppression uh, in uh, many, many nations. Uh, what's your hope for the world? What's your hope for your family? Do you have hopes for your children and your children's children, your parents, your grandparents? What's your hope for your family situations? And then making it very personal, what's your hope for yourself? Do you think things are going to get better? Are they going to get worse? Will they stay broadly the same? What's your job prospects? What's your hopes for your body? Now, I'm uh, more, I weigh more than I, I want to weigh, so I'm trying to walk vigorously each morning with, uh, with the dog, but when it's raining, it's difficult, and uh, I'm trying to shed a, a few pounds. So I have those hopes, jobs or bodies, or relationships. What are your hopes? Do you have your eye on somebody special? What are your hopes? How will things develop? Are you making resolutions? Do you know when we do, they soon fade and fail. Uh, many join gyms uh, in January with a real resolution for a pursuit of uh, health and fitness, but soon uh, that falls by the wayside. But uh, what's your real need? Well, your real need here this morning, if you're not yet saved, is for that new start. Now, this morning I want to speak to those who are not yet believers. Uh, there'll be something for us all uh, here. I'm thrilled every time I hear the gospel, because all that thrills my heart is Jesus. He is more than life to me and the fairest of 10,000 in my precious Lord I see. In the cross, in the cross be my glory, not occasionally on a Sunday, but, but ever, ever. Tonight, God willing, we'll focus more on uh, believers and what the new year might mean for us. But uh, if you're not yet a believer, what you need is a new start. You need a new you, you need a new start and a new heart. It's not a resolution that you need, it's a revolution that only God can perform. Now, I hope we can be helped by looking at Zacchaeus here in Luke chapter 19. Then Jesus entered and uh, passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man. We're focusing on one man. There were crowds there in Jericho. But Jesus going through Jericho was all about, well actually it was about two men. There was a man who was blind and he's healed and now it focuses on another man and uh, he's called Zacchaeus. Now lots of people here this morning, others watching online. I pray this is for more than one person because the Spirit can work wonderfully on many at the same time. But if you're going to be converted this morning, it will seem as if it's all focused on you. You'll feel as if uh, the preacher's been told some information about you, but really, Jesus knows all about you already, and it's he who's speaking to you. 
and you, you won't be able to avoid his gaze and his word that's uh, penetrating and piercing, and he will speak to you very, very directly. And the crowds were there in Jericho, but Jesus is going to have an encounter with one man, and we're told his name, Zacchaeus, we're told his occupation, he is a chief tax collector, we're told about his situation, he is rich. And he's rich because of his position. He is a chief tax collector, and he has become rich of other people's misery. Now the Romans demanded, and it was their due, to have taxes levied on the people. And through those taxes, roads were built. Through those taxes, law and order was enforced. And the Romans did bring benefits. Uh, I mean, the Pax Romana, uh, one of the reasons why Jesus Christ was born then, when the fullness of time had come, when the time had fully come, God sent forth His Son. There was this time when there was uh, free travel throughout Europe. You didn't need a passport to go between different nations. There was one currency uh, throughout Europe. There was freedom of travel. Uh, and in those days... Freedom for the gospel to move rapidly uh, through Europe. And God sends his son. And the Romans were used of God to bring in that Roman peace. And they had their taxes. But they didn't get the taxes themselves. They uh, gave a franchise to somebody known as a tax farmer. He was the, the, the boss honcho of tax collection. But he didn't collect the taxes. Uh, he passed it down to chief tax collectors in regions. Uh, but they didn't collect the taxes either. Uh, they passed it on to tax collectors, and such was Levi at the tax collector's booth. And uh, so there was the amount the Romans wanted, and the, the tax collector, like Levi, would add something on for himself. And then it was passed on to the chief tax collector, who'd add on even more for himself then it went to the tax farmer who done or even more for himself and the Romans got their due. And others got rich and they squeezed as much out of the people as they could. So, obviously, it's right to pay taxes, but there was deep corruption here. And people were getting rich off the misery of others. And such was Zacchaeus. He was rich, but I want to tell you this, he was clearly dissatisfied. Something was missing in Zacchaeus' life. Now, what was it? It certainly wasn't money or possessions. He had the money, and he had the possessions that the money brought with it. Now, for you and I, I mean, I, I don't know who the richest person is here this morning. Is it you, sir? You're not sure? No. I really don't know. I don't think there are any billionaires here. I'm not sure if there are any multi-millionaires. Might be one or two millionaires because, you know, if you take all our assets together, house prices are going up, no, no end, so I, I don't know. But for you and I, we tend to think, maybe what would make me happy is, and a survey was done, and uh, what would make you happy? And the chief answer was this. Uh, here's the essence of it. A little bit more. Yeah. 
I'd be happy if I had a little bit more. doesn't matter what our income is, people tend to think, I'd be happy if I had a little bit more. But we get that little bit more, and it's still then a, a little bit more. And maybe in 2023, you're hoping for that little bit more, that promotion that brings a, a little bit more. Uh, sell the house, get a, a, a little bit bigger house. Sell the car, get a little bit better car. Uh, it's always a little bit more, and then, and then. But it's, it's chasing after the wind. Here, Zacchaeus seems to have it all, but he's still seeking something else. There was a man, still is a man, uh, Marcus Person is his name, and he invented something called Minecraft. Now, if you're of a certain age, you understand what Minecraft is. I've never understood the attraction of Minecraft, but there are kids on these boxes and projected on the telly or a computer screen or a, a tablet, and they get in these little blocks and they mine things and they build things, and it just seems mindless, Minecraft. But it really caught on, and this man, Marcus Person, sold Minecraft for 2,000 million pounds, Two billion pounds and uh, on the proceeds a Swedish man came really from, from nothing and suddenly to have two billion pounds what do you do well one thing he did he, he spent 60 million on his home with eight beds and 15 bathrooms it was a mansion he's a mansion in Beverly Hills is he happy well I know publicly he stated he's not well, we I don't have any doubt about this he wouldn't mind me saying it because he tweeted this tweet the problem with getting everything is that you run out of reasons to keep trying. I mean, we have aspirations. I'm going to save up and have a trip to Barry Island. You know, you're looking forward to that trip to Barry Island with, with the kids. You'll get on the train and trundle along and we'll get off and we'll buy some candy floss and we'll go on this ride and we'll go to that little coffee shop there and then we'll... Cut. It's, it's wonderful, wonderful. He may go as far as, I, I don't know, Porthcole maybe. Porthcole really push the boat out and splash out and go to Porthcole. You might even stay overnight in Blackpool. It's wonderful. wonderful. But aspirations. But if you have it all, what do you aspire to? Cristiano Ronaldo has just signed for a team in Saudi Arabia, that well-known soccer power nation, and he signed for a team there, and I think he's, uh, he's getting 191 million for a certain period of time. And my daughter-in-law said last night, his hourly rate for 24 hours of every day while he's there, his hourly rate, what's your hourly rate? His hourly rate, whether he plays football or not, even when he's sleeping, do you get paid for sleeping? He's being paid £84,000 an hour for 24 hours of every day while he is there. Now, I, I don't know. Is, is he a happy person? I, I don't. I don't know. Peter Sellers famously once said this, and I think there's a lot of truth in it. The, the expectation is always greater than the realisation. We might expect so much from a certain thing, an event, a relationship, a job, a new home, a new car. We expect so much. But the expectation, says Peter Sellers, is always greater than the realisation. We end up being disappointed. Our modern wealthy poets say much the same thing. The Rolling Stones. 
I can't get no satisfaction. And I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried. I can't get no satisfaction. Um, a Northern Irish band, you too, with some sort of Christian background from, from Northern Ireland. Uh, I've been here, I've been there, I've tried this, I've tried that, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. When I was in my uh, early 20s, um, the police, uh, a band, and the singer called Sting, uh, one of their songs, There's a Hole in My Life. Tony Hancock, of a certain age, you know who I'm talking about. One or two smiles, Tony Hancock. Uh, he said this, true happiness, wealthy man, famous man, funny man, true happiness is impossible to find. No, not true. You were looking in the wrong place. Blaise Pascal said this, with every human heart is a God-shaped vacuum. Augustine, our hearts are restless and they'll find no rest till they find their rest in you. Speaking of God. Now here's Zacchaeus, rich, despised, a chief tax collector, and news comes to Zacchaeus. Jesus is passing through Jericho. Now I'm speculating a little bit here. I, I wonder, here he is, Zacchaeus, he's a chief tax collector. There's the city of Jericho, and six miles or so uh, to the east is the River Jordan. And John the Baptist had been preaching in the River Jordan area two years prior to this. And we're told in Luke chapter 3 that uh, tax collectors went out to meet John the Baptist and they said to him, Sir, what should we do? And he gave them advice. Don't collect more than you should do. Don't collect, don't extort the people. I wonder, I wonder if Zacchaeus had been in the crowds, if he'd heard the preaching of John the Baptist, if he'd heard John the Baptist cry out when Jesus came, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And now, here we are two years later, and Jesus Christ, the one John the Baptist was pointing towards, was passing through Jericho. Now, if you're not a believer here this morning, you've certainly heard many people speak about Jesus Christ. They've pointed towards him. They've told you about him. They've told you about the wonderful things he's done for them. And they've told you about what the Bible actually says, how he came and lived a perfect life on your behalf. He died an awful death on Calvary to take away your sin. And they say to you, he's taken away my sin. He's dealt with my biggest problem and I know I'm going uh, to heaven. And you heard about these things. And Zacchaeus, I'm sure, had heard about these things. That's why he's curious. And when he hears that Jesus Christ is passing by, uh, he makes his way and he wants to join uh, the crowd. Now, here's an important thing, you see. Unknown to Zacchaeus, Jesus Christ is passing through Jericho for the final time. Zacchaeus will never have another opportunity to respond to the gospel. You see, he could have been at home and he'd have heard that uh, Jesus Christ is passing by 
Um, well, I'm busy doing my accounts. Uh, I've got to get the chariot wheel rim re-rimmed because the metal band has started to, to fray. And I've got to take it to, uh, to, to quick, quick fit chariot fitters down the Jericho Road there. So I don't have to... But next time, next time, but there wouldn't be a next time because Jesus is making his way towards Jerusalem. Just back in chapter 18 of Luke's Gospel and verse 31. Then he, that's Jesus, took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going to Jerusalem. Passing through Jericho, we're going to Jerusalem. And all the things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man, Old Testament, starting in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, the Emmanuels, the, uh, every prophecy, all that the prophets said concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished for he, I, says Jesus, will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon and they will scourge him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. But they, that's the disciples, understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them. They did not know the things which were spoken. No, Jesus is passing by and he will not return that way. This is Zacchaeus's only opportunity. Jesus will not pass this way again. For him, it's now or never. If he'd stayed at home doing his accounts or fixing the chariot wheel, well, he would have continued to live perhaps for a number of years. He'd have had his money. He'd have had a little bit more. He'd have squeezed a bit more. He'd have got a bigger house and a bigger chariot, uh, one that didn't need the wheels re-rimming quite as often. But no, Zacchaeus makes his way. Zacchaeus feels his need. Despite all that he has... You might think a little bit more will satisfy me. It wasn't satisfying, Zacchaeus. It's not going to satisfy you, my friend. All that will satisfy you is that relationship with God. And you haven't got it because of sin. Now, sin that you were born with, inherited from Adam, and sin that you've done. We do things wrong because we are wrong. And only Jesus Christ can do helpless sinners good. And Zacchaeus at last is feeling that. He hadn't felt it the day before. But he's feeling it now. Now, how, how about you? Start of the new year. Do you see your need of a new heart and a new start? Only Jesus Christ can do helpless sinners good. Well, it's right to have politicians, right to have good jobs and money and institutions and uh, a good health service, and we do all that we can to help in these areas. But the most essential thing that you need is your sins, that they are forgiven, and that you know they're forgiven, and that you have peace with the God who is there, and that you're sure of heaven to come. When your final hour approaches, what will keep you then? How much did he leave, people often say? And the answer is everything. Take nothing with us, nothing at all. Naked we come, naked we depart. So Zacchaeus feels his need, and his aim is to see Jesus. And he goes to see Jesus, 
And he went to where he knew he would be. You come to church this morning, who do you expect to meet? Why have you come this morning? Well, I always come. My parents have brought me. I'd rather stay at home. I'd rather be on the Xbox or the PlayStation. I'd rather be preparing for the football on the telly. I'd rather be out walking the dog. But I'm here because my parents, my husband, my wife, my... Or I'm here because I've heard that certain person might be, be there. I want to meet, to meet them. Jesus is here this morning. I know that. I know that for a fact. Absolutely sure. Wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, there, there he is. The wonderful picture in Revelation, the, the seven golden lampstands and one, like the Son of Man, it's Jesus walking among the seven golden lampstands. It's a, it's a picture of a great truth. Wherever the gospel is preached and people of God meet together, there is Jesus Christ by his Spirit. Now, in a sense, he's passing by and you are here. Zacchaeus wants to meet Jesus. What, what about you? Zacchaeus wasn't put off by obstructions. He had two problems. There was a great crowd there and people were lining the roads and Jesus is passing by. He's moving on towards Jerusalem. And uh, Zacchaeus has got a problem because the crowds are there and he's quite small. And maybe he's jumping up and down a little. And uh, he's trying his best, but he, he can't really see. He wants to see Jesus. Maybe he's trying to push through some people and get away. And they know who he is. Oh, he's well known in the area. He's Zacchaeus. And not only a tax collector, he's the chief tax. He's not coming through. He's not coming through. He's not put off. He doesn't say, oh, well, I'll, I'll go home and I'll try next week. There wouldn't be a next week anyway. Jesus is passing by for the last time. He's going to Jerusalem and there he will die on behalf of sinners. So he's not put off. Are you easily put off? And you don't see your need. You really don't get it, do you? If you're easily put off, may God have mercy on you. Open your eyes. Warm your heart. To see the depths of sin in your own heart and to see the wonder at the same time of the King of glory, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. All I can do is point like John the Baptist. Behold, he's the one. I can do nothing for you. I can only point what he's done for me, he can do for you. Change my life completely. I wonder what I'd be today, what I'd be doing if he, if he hadn't intervened in my life. I mentioned I was 19 when I was converted. At St. Mellon's, he got a little bit tired of me saying it. Go over my, well, it's, it's a wonderful story, my testimony. And so is yours. Have I told you where I was the time I was converted? Anybody know where I was? I was in Brisbane, Australia. And uh, it came like a bolt from the blue. I hadn't gone to church with my cousins with the aim of being converted. But suddenly he stopped under my tree. <laughs> Figuratively. No, Zacchaeus wasn't put off. So he runs ahead and he climbs up a sycamore tree for the saviour he wanted to see. And as the saviour passed that way, 
He looked into the tree. Now, this is the amazing thing. The, the encounter, the, the scene is an amazing one. And uh, I know recently we had the, the new king who visited Cardiff, Charles III. And uh, many people made their way down towards um, Clandaff Cathedral and the streets around about there because he did a walkabout. And uh, it was on the telly. And a, a, a young girl I know, she went down hoping to, uh, to see King Charles III. And she did see him when she got tantalizingly close to shaking hands with him because he was moving down the street towards her and people are leaning out and he was shaking hands and he was waving and uh, just about between me and the gallery, she's there and uh, he turns and he crossed the road. So, so close, so close and crowds of people uh, there. And so it would have been with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's moving through Jericho Crowds of people are there. He's passing by. He's moving on. He set his face like a flint towards Jerusalem. And there he will die on behalf of sinners. And suddenly, he stops. And he looks up. And he sees a man in the tree. And uh, he says to Zacchaeus, and suddenly, as far as Zacchaeus is concerned, the crowds fade and blur into the background. The noise, the hubbub stops. And it's Jesus and Zacchaeus. Just Jesus and Zacchaeus. Same with me in 1976. Have I told you? I was 19. I was in Brisbane, Australia. I was in the church service. Big congregation, maybe five, 600 there. Razzmatazz with the band and... Uh, then the preacher starts preaching, floppy Bible, waving it around. And I uh, can't remember what he said in detail. But I know suddenly the gospel became very clear. And I knew that God was speaking just to me. As if nobody else was there. He was speaking to me. And many others here this morning have had that experience. As if uh, the preacher is looking out and God's speaking through him. Oi, you, you with a big nose. He's speaking to me. But it, no, that's not how the Lord would, would address you. It's not how he addressed Zacchaeus. He, he knows your name. Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must stay at your house. Zacchaeus, Jesus had never met him, but he knew his name. He knew everything about him. He knew all about Zacchaeus, the good, the bad, the ugly, the praiseworthy, the shameful. He knew everything. When Jesus met the woman at the well, she ran off and said to her friends, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. He knew everything about her. He knows everything about Zacchaeus. He knows everything about you. He knew about Zacchaeus, the greed, the avarice, the envy, the malice, his hard-heartedness. I must stay at your house. The crowd reacts with indignation. They all complain. He's gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. That's how religion responds to sinful people. Clean yourself up first. Make an effort. How dare you come and darken the doors of this place of worship. That's, that's religion. Nothing of religion here I, I would trust. He's a sinner. Avoid him. Condemnation. Jesus says, come, come. You are welcome. Sinner, yes, but, but come. 
Come because Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. Quickly, come down from the tree. Don't delay. Make haste. Come down. I must stay at your house. And he makes his way down quickly and uh, joyfully receives Jesus Christ. Joy. See, joy, joy. Is Marcus person happy? No, because he might have two billion. He doesn't seem, I mean, something might have happened since that tweet. I don't know. I'm using it as an example. If he hasn't found Jesus yet, there's no happiness in money. Nothing wrong with money, again. Nothing wrong with relationships. But the chief good and the only source of real joy is Jesus Christ. Because he deals with your sin. He brings you to God. He gives heaven. He opens the door of heaven. If I ask you the question, are you going to heaven? You say, I hope so. That's religion. As religion says, well, try your best and hope for the best. Christianity is trusting the Lord Jesus Christ. He's done it all for you. He's done it all. It's all accomplished. All you need to do is trust him. Hang on to his coattails. He sweeps you into glory. Quickly, come down. Joy. Joy. I was rereading C.S. Lewis's biography. Uh, surprised by joy. Joy. He says, I knew it in my childhood. Just moments, fleeting glimpses of a, a joy, something other than this world. An autumn day, reading Squirrel Nutkin. Just things... Something dawned on my soul. There's something more than this, this world. They were rare times. And then in my teenage years, he said, I, I went quite away from my, my church-going uh, religion. I became an atheist. And then later on, he talks about the encounter he has with Jesus Christ. And he said, I was the most reluctant convert in the whole of Christendom. And he talks about how surprised he was by this joy that filled his heart. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing flood? Oh, Zacchaeus, he obeyed the call of Jesus. Come down. I must stay at your house. I must. I must. Come down, it's a command. Quickly come down. And Zacchaeus does that. He quickly came down. And Jesus Christ spends time with him. Well, that obedience brings great joy. What if, what if he'd stayed in the tree? What if he'd hidden himself? What if he'd never made his way out onto the streets? I think that for myself. When I look out yonder where I might have been, I thank God he brought me in. Are you a Christian? Let's thank God. Yeah? Don't envy other people. I envy not the sinner's gold. Whatever they might have. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. What if he'd stayed in the tree? What about you now? Is he speaking to you? Follow him, my friend, all the way to Calvary. He's lived for you. He's died for your sin. He rose again from the dead. Trust him now. See, the change in Zacchaeus was immediate. New life, new start, new hearts. Look what he says uh, Zacchaeus said, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. If I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore it fourfold. Jesus Christ, true conversion, brings a true change. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought. Things are different now. Some things happened to me since I gave my heart to Jesus. 
Things are different now. Some things happened to me since I gave my life to Him. Things I loved before, they passed away. Things I love far more have come to stay. It's been by the grace of God. It's 46 and a half years. Now, no resolution I could make could keep that up. Here I am by the grace of God. By the grace of God. It was not a resolution I made. I couldn't have kept it up. He performed a revolution in my heart. Things are different now. Has this happened to you? Oh, my prayer is you would know a new start this morning. However old you are, the youngest here, lots have gone to Sunday school. Who's the youngest person here this morning? Jesus is calling you. Who's the oldest person? I don't want to get too personal. I think I might have found. Ah, right, yeah, maybe. Any other bids? It's for you. But the two I'm thinking of, they've already found him. Is anybody else? Any more? Who would be saved? Let's pray, shall we? Father, we... Thank you that you ever sent the Lord Jesus Christ into the world who came to seek and to save the lost and we all begin in that default position. Lost, hopeless, helpless. Pray, Lord, even this morning you might pause and stop by the side of our lives and call us to come quickly to Jesus Christ for salvation full and free that we might know solid joys and lasting treasures. To God be the glory we pray. Amen. Well, if that's unclear to anybody who's not yet saved and you have questions, do come and ask me. Don't, don't go home without him. Let's sing our final hymn. What did I choose? Oh, right. It's um, a hymn of one of the former pastors of uh, Heath Church here. Have you been, have you heard the voice of Jesus softly pleading with your heart? Hearken to his invitation to the music of God's grace. Let the peace of God's salvation fill your soul and love embrace. Let's stand and sing.
Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen.